0: I'm curious. How many songs have you written? Like, do you know? Are you sure? Do you have, like, a, a number count that we just, like, keep crossing it off? You know, another song.
1: I, that's a great question because at one point I was like, I'm going to go through and, like, catalog all the songs I've written because I love writing by hand. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's not like I have, like, oh, I have this many Google Docs or whatever. Right. So I, I was like, I'm going to go through and try to, and I had never finished that project. Um, but probably, like, Probably a couple hundred, if I had to guess. Wow. You're listening
0: to For the Record, conversations about music, mixing, and the creative industry. Today's guest is Julie Marie. Julie is a singer-songwriter in the greater Chicago area. She enjoys writing music that celebrates everyday life. Welcome to For the Record. I am Jeremiah, and my guest today, Julie. Hello. Hello. How's it going?
1: It's going well. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, of course. I'm, I'm excited to see where these conversations go, especially this one right here. Yeah. Um, two episodes ago, we had Nathaniel on the show, and I don't know if you watched it. It's okay if you didn't. I won't judge you. But there was a point where he mentions you then like examples of like music that he produced and then we're like we might have her on the show and then we did so i don't know and here i am and here you are that's so fun right so i'd love for you to tell uh the audience and honestly myself a little bit about who you are
1: yeah so i'm julie marie also some people call me julie either is totally fine um but all my music is under julie Marie. And. I am kind of a little bit new at like the artist thing, but I'm a singer-songwriter, and I've kind of been doing the artist thing since I graduated college. I went to school for music business, and I've been songwriting for a long time and creating music for a long time, um, but I think I was a little bit in denial for even throughout college that I wanted to actually create music to share with other people mm-hmm. myself as well. Yeah, spent a long time like supporting other artists, which I still love to do, and doing other things in the music industry. Yeah, um, which was super cool. But then kind of discovery like, oh, I love to also create and I love to share that. Um, so yeah, I've kind of been pursuing that alongside also just like working a nine to five, um, and so it's it's cool to just kind of explore like what does it mean to be an artist what does it look like to kind of be bivocational and do these two different things and Mm -hmm. exploring music like that too yeah
0: i mean the bivocational side of things like that's really common Mm -hmm. i mean i'm even doing that right now and trying to run the studio like it's Mm -hmm. it's how it goes um totally you said something about for a long time you were supporting other artists more Mm -hmm. so than doing your own stuff yeah um what did that look like like in what ways were you supporting people
1: yeah that's a good question so I think a lot of different ways I think when I especially when I was in college I was in college for music business Mm -hmm. so we were doing lots of different kind of industry related things and so I kind of focused on things that weren't really related to my own artistry so I focused on learning about you know music publishing and I focused on learning about management and some Mm -hmm. of these things were courses but some of these things were just like things that I chose to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed learning about it, and I loved doing it. Um, But I think in that process discovered I love being on the other side of it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, One example of that is I did a semester in Nashville at a place called the Contemporary Music Center. And they do kind of like a semester away program for students from certain colleges. And you, um, there's three different tracks, the business track, the artist track and the tech track. Mm -hmm. And so I did the business track. And for that whole semester, I managed an artist. I did like graphic design for a tour that we did. Mm -hmm. I did booking for that tour. Um, I did all these kinds of things in the business side of things. And Um, At the time, as we were going throughout that semester, I loved getting to do that, but at the same time, I was like, man, but I love songwriting, and I love creating, and I kind of wish I could also do the artist stuff. But I will say like looking back, I'm really grateful that I did that because knowing that business side of things and the marketing and the booking, that stuff that like independent artists, we do it all Mm -hmm. for ourselves. So it's really helpful to know all of
0: that. Yeah, it kind of gives you an edge. Mm -hmm. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot. I'm sure there's a a deep catalog of things you can learn from the artist side of things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of those things, correct me if I'm wrong, can be largely experiential and like self-taught learning through Mm -hmm. like songwriting processes and things like that and who you are as an artist, what your sound is, Um, and I I think it's harder to do that with the music business side of things.
1: Totally. I think that's really true and especially a lot of um, being an artist is like connecting with other artists and learning from them and Mm -hmm. growing from you know, having other people give you feedback. And that is the kind of thing that, you know, maybe it's harder to do outside of a concentrated setting where everyone's doing it. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think, a little bit maybe easier than learning that side of things that you can... A lot of people still do learn... through experience and I know there's a lot of stuff that I still don't know but Mm -hmm. having those like professors there to just be like hey this is how to book a show this is how to you know make sure your music is registered for copyright you know like all these different things it's like that's really helpful to just kind of get your hand held through
0: yeah oh I can imagine like I've thought about some of the things like in that realm you know running a studio there's a lot of music business side of things too and and since I didn't go to college for that um my my I feel sometimes like I'm a little bit handicapped. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this is the end that I want to get to. I just have to figure out how to get there. Um, so it, it probably would have been helpful having having that side of things. So I could see that being special. I will say too, um, I think you alluded to this. There, there's a sense in the artist side of things where um, the biggest value is like the culture of creating. The culture of learning from other artists and, and kind of being vulnerable with your stuff, saying, like, what do you think about this, getting feedback. Uh, and that, I think, is something that's unique on the artist side, maybe in the, in the production side, too, but that isn't so much in the business side. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong on that's that. That's
1: really true. I think that's something that I've really enjoyed exploring since I've kind of started the process of, like, being an artist and what does that look like and what does it look like for me to call myself an artist and to write songs and to share them. I think it's so huge to have that input from other people, like something but that's been so valuable for me is I have like a a monthly Zoom group of songwriters and we just go around and we share songs and then we give each other feedback. Oh, that's cool. And it's so helpful to get that outside perspective on, hey, here's what seems like it's working, here's what's not working. Mm-hmm. How can we improve? How? What are some ideas? And. So I think that collaborative aspect of artistry is definitely unique to to that side of thing. And it's something that I feel like I'm still growing in. Like I something that I would love to do more is like co-writing. Like I've done some Mm co-writing, but it's definitely a muscle that I would love to kind of work out more.
0: Co-writes are challenging. So I would hardly call myself the best songwriter in the world. I've written some of my own stuff and I feel like it's pretty good. But once I stepped into a room with like co-writers, or I went even just with a friend, and I was like, let's the two of us write a song. It was like, it was hard. I didn't expect it to be that different, right? Yeah. It, it's hard to, well, first of all, to like, take feedback uh, that other people are giving. Like, what if we did this thing? It's hard to take that and be like, fine, yes, we can try that. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I found, when I am by myself writing a song, an idea that may sound really stupid, I'm okay with myself knowing that. But the idea of, like, what if I vocalize this before I've actually fleshed it out yet, like, that's vulnerable, and that's that's hard. And it's, like, it's tricky for me to do that, at least I found.
1: Totally. I totally agree. I think there's a songwriter that I really admire. Her name is Sarah Groves, and she talks about uh, – I went to a songwriting workshop that she did last year, and she kind of talks about um, – songwriting and creating of any kind, but specifically because she's a songwriting, she kind of talks about it like scuba diving. Like as you get deeper into the creative process, you're kind of like going down deeper and deeper and you get kind of in this, um, you know, like depths of, of writing and working. And then like if there's a distraction, it's like you bob immediately to the top. And I think with co-writing, it's hard because it's kind of like you're trying to get down into that depths together mm-hmm. with another person. And like you suddenly have eyes on yourself of like, well, what am I doing? What does this sound like? Like you just said, it's almost like you judge your ideas before you can set them out. It's so vulnerable to Mm -hmm. be in that space of like deeply creating with someone else. Um, but it's also really exciting when you can get to that place too, because that collaboration can make something better than you could have created on your own sometimes.
0: Yeah. 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 I will say too, when I've been in the room, uh, and I feel like I could like I, I helped write I helped write a song uh, for my church. I was the third guy in like a room of there were three of us writing the song and they like let me into their session. They wanted me to kind of be a part. And I think I had like a creative idea in like a direction of something like what if instead of this chord, you played this chord. But I feel like my contribution wasn't that great. And now like on everywhere that they've published it, it's like Jeremiah Shoemaker is like the third like writer. And I'm just like, I didn't. Like, I'm grateful, but I just feel like I didn't write that. Um, But it's been cool seeing on the other side, like, the people that welcome me into that and saying, like, hey, you're a writer on this song, even if, like, your idea isn't, like, the crux of what what changes. Or even if none of your ideas contributed, like, you were Mm -hmm. present in the creation of it. Like, uh, they've talked about how some of the associate pastors uh, at the church have been involved with songwriting, and they are not musical at all, but they're... Um, they have like a a deep artistic thought process and so a lot of things it's like I've just been thinking about this concept and that becomes a song and uh, yeah it's just cool seeing what different people bring to the table in that
1: yeah that is really cool it's it's interesting to um, think about from a songwriter's perspective like what is the one thing that's going to like, even if it's the smallest of ideas from someone else, it can really like make or break a song, you know, mm-hmm. or it can add something to the like a color or a flavor to a song that really is meaningful. And it's cool when p- people recognize that and say, hey, yeah, you're a songwriter on this because you added this flavor to it that it needed.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me about the first song you ever wrote.
1: Oh, that's a great question. The first song I ever wrote, I've thought back about this and tried to, I feel like there were little like ditties that Mm -hmm. I wrote through the years when I was in, you know, like middle school. Right. But I, like the first one that I can think of was, I think it was at like summer camp and there was like a verse on the back of our t-shirts and I was like, I'm going to write a song based on this verse. And so I wrote this song that I didn't show to anyone because it was terrible, but it was like. did it you know
0: right right right. did you ever show anyone ever
1: no i never did it's probably lost in time i don't even know if i have a i have it written out anywhere oh wow yeah
0: okay so uh what was the first song that you publicly were like here you go world i wrote a song
1: um to the whole world or just to like
0: a subset of the world let's say people in your circle people
1: in my circle it took me a long time to I wrote in private for years, so okay. it took me a long time to be like, I'm going to share this song.
0: Yeah, around, like, how old were you when you were in that
1: process? Um, probably, like, honestly, all throughout, like, middle school, high school. Like, okay. I probably yeah. didn't share a song really. Like, I shared some songs, like, with my brother mm-hmm. and maybe, like, a couple, like, with my best friend at the time. But, like, in terms of, like, playing a song for a bunch of people, I think the first time I did was for my... um like senior recital. I did like classical piano and I did um, more like classical vocal stuff. But then I also had like one song that I wrote that I wanted to share in that recital too. Mm -hmm. So I did that in high school. Um, So that was kind of the first time I shared a song with the world. Was it Um, like a lyrical
0: song as well? Or was it like? Yeah, it was
1: lyrics. It was kind of like a folky kind of thing. It was kind of my like dipping my toe in the water of like, I I'm doing all this other music but this is kind of who I really am and it still took like all of college for me to actually gain the confidence to then to kind of start sharing Mm -hmm. more so
0: yeah so you played that first song and I'm sure you were kind of freaking out about how it would be received how was it received like what was your feedback on it did people know that it was your song
1: People did know that it was my song because I had a little, like, I was really nerdy and I had, like, a bulletin for my senior recital and I was like, here are yeah. all the songs I'm going to play. But, um yeah, it was actually received really well and kind of, like, better than I expected. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping it would just kind of fly under the radar and people would be like, man, that Rachmaninoff you played was so cool and, oh, that other song was so cool. But it, I actually, like, it was it was cool because that was the main thing that people told me afterwards was like hey i love that song that you wrote and that Mm -hmm. meant a lot to me yeah and i think should have given me confidence at that point to then start sharing more but i was still nervous and shy and i was like not yet
0: (laughs) well i think there's something valuable and special to people about creativity beyond like skill right Mm -hmm. so like everything else in your in your recital was more of a showcase of like this is this is how I can play the piano, or this is like the things that I can do. But once you step into the world of like, I created this from nothing, I didn't copy something, and and it's not just the mechanics of it, it's the thought process of it, Uh, I think that just jumps out at people. You know, like you could write a really simple song um, that is just really tender and and creative, and people are like, wow. Even if a beginner could play it, you know?
1: That's so true. I've been to like a lot of open mic nights, over the past couple of years and something that I've noticed is that I always prefer to hear and like I love hearing really cool covers like I do covers sometimes like covers are awesome but I always prefer at an open mic night to hear like a really simple like somebody's very first song you know Mm -hmm. something basic over like the most amazing cover I've ever heard because it's so meaningful to just hear what are people working on and what's meaningful to them in their work and how um, how are they writing and so I totally agree
0: yeah. So at what point did you decide, first of all, songwriting, hey, this is something that I'm good at. And second of all, like, hey, songwriting, this is something that I want to like do a lot more.
1: I think throughout high school, I kind of started feeling that way. Um, and going into college, I think in, my, in the back of my mind, I knew that it was really important to me. And so I did Like there were a few songs that I shared in in college a little bit and um, not a lot, but, you know, here and there. Mm -hmm. And I think throughout that time, I realized that high school and college, I realized that songwriting was was just something that I could not do. You know, it was like an intrinsic part of myself that even if I never shared it or I only shared one song every five years or whatever, like Mm -hmm. it was so important to me and it just kind of was a part of me that I could not do it. And I would just I knew that I would always be doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really cool. At what point did you go then from like, I'm writing a lot of songs. These are just for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of my friends that are like, oh, she writes songs to you were like, hey, I want to like record this. Mm-hmm. And in a way that's like, you know, the all out, not just like this is a memo on my phone. This is like I'm going all out. I'm recording this either by myself or with someone like what was that process? How do you get there?
1: Yeah, I, I think for most artists for whom art is like deeply meaningful and it fulfills a very deep part of your soul. Mm-hmm. I think there is that desire to for other people to see it and to accepted as something meaningful as well yeah. and so i think that that side of things kind of just like grew a little bit over time and i kind of felt like yeah like i like these songs i want to start sharing them and i i think the hardest part for me was getting over that first hump of like i'm putting something out into the world mm-hmm. and so like the first project i did we recorded it live in my college dorm room my senior year and i put it out that summer and like you know the quality is not very good and mm. i mean the it's it's like good for what it is but it's right. not, it's not like super like professional mix like sure. super produced it's me and my friend doing some percussion mm-hmm. and and I think I felt really like self-conscious about that because I was like, I feel like the first thing I, need, I put out needs to be like, this is who I am as an artist and mm-hmm. this is everything that I want it to be. But I got to a point where I was like, I need to break the seal of of just sharing creative stuff. Mm-hmm. And from there, I can just share as I grow as an artist, share as I learn and it doesn't have to be this like big, high-pressure, high-stakes, like, this has to be the best thing that I've ever made. Yeah, I think that was really freeing for me to get to that point where I was like, I just need to share something. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the best thing I've ever done. It doesn't have to be like, this represents who I am as an artist 100%. And I think that that was important to me, too, because I think probably most artists feel that way about anything they put out, even if it's really good. Mm-hmm. I-, I think once you get to the point of sharing it, you're like, now that I'm going to share it, I see these million things, ways that it could be better, (laughs) you know? So, um, I think that I, that's something I'm still like learning and figuring out, but that was helpful for me that very initial time.
0: Yeah. I think every artist is a perfectionist, at least of their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like I've yet to meet someone who's like, yeah, that'll work. Sounds great. Um, at least when it comes to like things that are close to their heart, you know, like writing their own songs and wanting to, to do justice by it, the, there's this high standard that people hold of themselves and, and, this perfectionism. But I mean, it makes sense, right? Because it, it, you're, you're creating something that comes from such a personal place. Like you want it to represent who you are because we mm-hmm. kind of have our identity wrapped up in that thing that we're writing. Right. And so, um, Yeah. Yeah. special.
1: Yeah. I think that's something that I've had to learn in the past few years of just exploring, like, what is an artist identity? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And learning that, like, I have to remember my identity as a human is, cannot be completely wrapped up in being an artist because then it will be disappointing when things in the artist are not, Everything that I want it to be, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like it's hard to do because it's so, so such a deep part of our soul. But I think that's something that has been helpful for me to just like kind of remind myself of like outside of music. I'm still a human. I'm mm-hmm. still a person with, you know, an identity that, you know, people still love me, even if I never created music again, even though that would be terrible. And I would never do that, you know, just <laughs> that kind of like, yeah. how do I how, craft an artist identity that is separate but also still deeply a part of me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So tell me about the music that you write. Like what's the, I haven't listened to really. I've listened to a little bit, very little bit, but.
1: I don't have very much out there, so.
0: That's true, and I plan to listen to more. But tell me about like the style, um, the topics, the the things that that really uh, drive you in the music.
1: Yeah, my style is kind of like folk acoustic. Kind of that singer-songwriter kind of vibe mm-hmm. um i'm really inspired by like old singer-songwriters like joni mitchell and james taylor and carol king kind of those classic era singer-songwriters mm-hmm. um, and i love writing about kind of just like everyday life like i love incorporating elements of nature and kind of some often using those as like metaphors in my writing um I'm currently working on a project and I think all the songs are kind of kind of all about just like slowing down and like appreciating life and like appreciating the time in between big things I think we sometimes we spend a lot of our life like what's the next big thing that I'm going to do? You know, it's like, I'm going to graduate from high school. I'm going to graduate from college. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I, like, got married. And then it's like, okay, what's next in my career? And, like, what's... But I think we spend a lot of time in that in-between times. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of my writing, this project that I'm working on right now is a lot about that. But I think a lot of my writing comes out like that because that's just something important to me. And I think there's a lot to be explored there.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, That in between that's yeah that's cool I was thinking even as you were saying that there's this reality that like the big moments that we spend all of our life living towards and thinking about they're like they're really short and then as soon as you get past that hump it's like here we are again um and the mundane things and I've even thought about like it's tempting in like the studio right with the business trying to build it like what's the next thing we're gonna do Mm -hmm. and how do we get there and in the meantime like none of this is what that will be. And so here we are. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm excited for, to, to hear that. How far on the project are you?
1: So all the songs have been written and I've demoed all the songs and I'm kind of starting to record. I'm doing most for now. I'm doing kind of the basic recording just from my apartment.
0: Do you need someone um, to record?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm kind of doing some basic recording for my apartment and um, then from there, maybe getting a layer of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathaniel Dolsky, who was on the show a few weeks ago, has helped me a little bit right, with right, right, some right. stuff. And so I think later on in the process, going to bring him in a little bit more. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of working on just kind of getting those foundation elements done on the record and um, hoping for a fall release. but. I'm, I've been dealing with a lot of um, vocal problems this summer. Mm. It, like the week I was going to start recording, my voice was like, I hate you. We're not mm-hmm. doing this. And it was just like these weird. So I went to the doctor, just like all these different things. So anyway, it's kind of been a slower process than it seemed, but I'm enjoying the process in the in-between stage. You know, it's like, I feel like it's, um, I'm learning what I write about. So I feel sometimes I'll quote songs to myself and be like, oh. Do I believe that? I don't know if I believe it anymore, but (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So here's the situation. If you're listening to the podcast right now, you've not noticed anything change, and that's perfect. If you're watching it, you may notice that the lighting looks a little different, Um, and that's because sometimes we forget to charge lights and they just die, and then we have to use backups. But I can make this work because in the world of metaphor, sometimes when you're writing songs, the lights just go out julie have you felt that way before?
1: (laughs) you know sometimes you just don't feel like getting a song out there but something that i think is one of the most important parts of songwriting is just consistency Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to write a bad song to get through to a good song Mm. but if you just keep writing some you get to the ones that you like
0: yeah uh so talk to me a little bit about that songwriting process like writing a song for you sometimes it looks like trial and error with a bunch of songs it sounds like
1: yeah so I love um having a lot of hobbies outside of songwriting which sounds kind of funny but I think it's important to like live a a rich and meaningful life from which you can then draw inspiration from songwriting Mm -hmm. so I love you know reading and like thinking like pulling out like oh i love this word i'm going to use this word in a song or mm-hmm. cutting out pictures from magazines and be like man this is really cool i'm going to you know think about this for a song and yeah. so i love that kind of like living a life that i can pull song ideas from and words and metaphors and those kinds of things but then in the just like nitty gritty of songwriting um i typically love to write like melody and lyrics at the same time mm-hmm. and chords and i sit down and sometimes i'll change it later but it all kind of comes at once for me, and um, I typically sit down and write a full song in kind of one songwriting session. I get in the zone and just and just write songs, and I certainly like edit them later. But just getting it out there yeah is really important for me.
0: How fast do you typically like write a song?
1: It depends on the song. I would say typically maybe like a couple hours.
0: Really? Yeah. Have. What is the longest amount of time it's taken you to write a song
1: in one sitting or like over time,
0: like over time, like a song that you didn't actually give up on. And you're like, this isn't going to work. Like it actually got finished, even if it wasn't like amazing.
1: There's definitely songs that I wrote a couple verses for, you know, maybe like four years ago. And like, Mm -hmm. I can think of one that I finished like last year that I had started, you know, maybe four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I pretty regularly go back through like old songwriting notebooks and old voice memos. And I listen for like melodic ideas or choruses or different things that I can pull from to like take my own content and redo it and Mm -hmm. make it something better. Um, so, but yeah, probably like four or five years, like I wrote, wrote something and then kind of revisited at a later time.
0: So it sounds like you have, you kind of give yourself like personal songwriting session times. Am I, am I hearing that correct?
1: Yeah, for the most part. I think, like, this year I've been focusing a lot on recording, so mm-hmm. songwriting has been, like, a little bit of a second-tier thing. But mm-hmm. um, when I'm in, a like, a big writing phase, I try to write at least, like, once or twice a week. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Interesting. Do you ever have moments where you're just, like not planning on writing a song mm-hmm. and like an idea happens and you're like, shoot, I got to write this down now.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. And,
0: and do you find that that happens more or less than like the premeditated, let's sit down and write a song?
1: I think it happens less for me than just sitting down and making a focused attempt to write something. Interesting. Um, But I think that I definitely have maybe like melodic ideas or lines that will come to me that I'll kind of, Molon, mm-hmm. um, but it won't be like a, like a, a full idea that I'm gonna grab suddenly and then write the song.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm the opposite. Mm. I mean, and to be fair, I, I am only kind of a songwriter, you know, like I've, I've written some stuff, but I haven't written a song in, in a you know, couple of months at this point. Um, but Whenever I've written a song, it's because I, I'm, you know, I'm driving, I'm doing something, or something happens and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I hear a melody or I hear a concept or a line. Like I think yesterday I had like an inspiration for a song that I might yeah. write. And it's like that's the times so where it's like, hold on, I gotta slow down, stop, I gotta write this down. Mm-hmm. And that's typically how songwritings happened for me. And when I've tried to flip it and it's like, all right, let's write a song now, it just hasn't usually worked for me. Mm. Um, yeah which might be a discipline thing in part two, like Mm -hmm. I've done less songwriting and it's less of like, this is a a routine I'm going to put in my life, but it's, I've also had times where I've had a really good idea, I thought, and once I sat down to write it, I just, I just couldn't get it out. Sure. Um, Yeah. Have you had writer's block?
1: Yeah, totally. I, I feel like, there's, there's kind of the writer's block of like, I want to write a song, but I don't even know what is a song. What, what even could I even possibly write about? You know, Mm -hmm. there's that kind of writer's block, but then there's kind of also the kind that you're talking about with like, um, you have this idea and in your mind, it's like, I know what this song could be. And I Mm -hmm. love the idea of what this song could be, but then you kind of get to writing it and it's like, I don't like this, you know, or like, Mm -hmm. I like this little part of it, but I can't get the rest of it to as good as this one little part that I really like Um, and for me like those are the songs that I'll say okay I'm setting this on the shelf I'm going to come back to it another time Mm -hmm. maybe I have some verses that I could tack on this cool chorus that I like or maybe I have you know something else later on that I can add and Mm -hmm. put together a finished song and sometimes they just kind of sit you know but I think some I really try to I try to finish songs as much as I can, even if I don't like them, mm-hmm. just because I think it's helpful to kind of have that, like, okay, I, I finished this whole song. Maybe I'll change the whole thing sometime.
0: Mm-hmm. But, like,
1: getting it finished is important. But
0: Kind of like you're archiving it.
1: Yeah, it's like that goes in the archives, and maybe I'll revisit it, and maybe I'll hate it forever. But
0: Yeah. Yeah. So songwriting process starts with... I'm gonna sit down and write a song i'm gonna maybe look at the bank of things that i've i've doodled in the past Mm -hmm. or voice memos of a melody line that's cool and i'm gonna build something in this once you feel like you've built something that Mm -hmm. is rough or you're feeling really good about it like what do you do then
1: typically i lately i really like to get some sort of um feedback from it so Usually I'll do like a round of edits myself before I share it. Sometimes I'll share it with my husband first, but Mm -hmm. typically I'll write the song and then maybe, you know, another day I'll revisit it and do kind of like a round of like, sometimes some songs don't need a lot of editing, Mm -hmm. but some I think a, a lot of songs can can still benefit from that like really careful eye of like, do I have extra words in here that I don't need? Is this mm-hmm. melody doing exactly what it should do? Yeah. So I'll go in and kind of do that. And then nowadays I really like to take it like to my songwriting group and, mm-hmm. and get feedback from the songwriting group or um, get feedback from my husband. He's a musician as well. And kind of talk through like, what do we like? What do we not like? And I think I, I definitely keep track of what songs that I share tend to kind of like how they're received and like there's certainly songs that I love that maybe haven't been received like the best but it's Mm -hmm. still like I love this song so Mm -hmm. I'm you know that I don't care what anyone thinks but then there's also songs where it's like I don't know how I feel about this song and and other people coming in and giving those thoughts on it can really help determining like is this one that I should put in like potential future album or is this one that's just like fun to play live sometimes or is this one that i'm just gonna share with family or you know that sort of thing
0: yeah so i'm curious how many songs have you written like do you know are you sure do you have like a a number count that we just like keep crossing it off you know another song
1: i that's a great question because at one point i was like i'm gonna go through and like catalog all the songs i've written because i love writing by hand mm-hmm. and so i it's not like I have, like, oh, I have this many Google Docs or whatever. Right. So I, I was like, I'm going to go through and try to, and I had never finished that project. Um, but probably, like, probably a couple hundred, if I had to guess. Wow. Would I share 90% of those songs? Probably not. I you mean, know, sure. But,
0: but, I mean, yeah. I remember when I was first writing music, and they say, you know, like, for a 10-track, a 10-song album, like, you should write, like, 30, 40 songs, and I remember thinking, like, forty. there's not 40 different topics in the world I could write about. Yeah. Like, that idea was just so lofty. And, I mean, at this point, I'm like, okay, that makes sense, I get it. But hundreds of songs, wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's going back to, like, middle school, sure. you know, including all of the random ditties through the years.
0: But... I mean, but those count. Yeah. Those count. It's like yeah. 100 different unique creative ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty special. Yeah. Nice. So... Once you you have done all of those things, right, you've kind of run it through the the vetting system mm-hmm. and you're like, this song I really like, um, I guess it probably depends on if you're working on a project at the moment. Do mm-hmm. you do you typically write songs to a specific end of like, this is for this project? Or do you mm-hmm. write songs for the, the uniqueness of the song and then you look at what mm-hmm. you have and see, oh, these actually work well together?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I mm-hmm. think, um I think I tend to, when I'm in one season of life, I tend to write songs kind of around a, I've, I gather them all up and I see, oh, they're kind of all around this one theme because I'm kind of in this season of life. Yeah. Um, so I think there is that element of it, but there are also times where I've written songs thinking towards like, maybe this will be this kind of certain project. That hasn't really worked for me very well so far, but mm. I've I've tried that idea. Yeah, um, like one time in college, I had a a really cool English professor who, for the final project, he um, he was like, you can do anything for the final project except for write a paper. I don't want you to write a paper. <laughs> you know, so people like made cakes or like you know did all this like random really cool stuff. But yeah. I wrote like a four song EP for that final project, huh. and it was um, about supporting characters in different books that we had read that semester. So like that project, I was like, I'm picking this character from this book and I'm going to write a song and it's going to be for this little Mm -hmm. tiny project that I'm doing. Um, so, you know, there've been little things like that, but in terms of like this album that I'm working on, it's like my first full length album. And I kind of started writing songs for it thinking like, I think it'll be kind of this one theme. Mm-hmm. And then it really morphed over time mm-hmm. based on the songs that I wrote. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of as like, as I do more projects, cause I haven't really done, done a whole lot of like, big like albums. Like I, this is my first full length album. I did like a little EP and one single so. It'll be interesting to see because i have ideas for future albums of like i think this kind of theme would be cool Mm -hmm. but it would be interesting to see as i go like will that actually happen or will it become something else that it wants to be
0: yeah so let's talk about that album yes so you've you've alluded to the topics and the themes Mm -hmm. and some stuff like that what uh talk to me about it like how long has it been in the making what is the kind of the general theme or or feel of it? What's mm. the, what's the vibe? What are you hoping to achieve with it? Yeah. How so is it going? So many good questions. You
1: know? So many good questions. We
0: can do those one at a time. No, that's okay. I can just talk. throw about them it. all at you. And let just you go. Talk about it. <laughs>
1: Um, so I've been wanting to do a full length album for uh, probably as long as I've been writing songs and it's just been something that I thought about doing it in college and kind of just did this little EP instead mm-hmm. to just kind of get going. And, I think it's good that I kind of waited because I think for all these years I was like, okay, these are the songs that are going to be on the album. And then I wrote more songs that I liked a lot better and Mm -hmm. kind of was able to grow as a songwriter. And I think the set of songs that I finally landed on, it it feels really right. And they Mm -hmm. feel like they're really supposed to belong together. Um, so it's 11 songs and I would say there's a lot of like, Like I mentioned, I like writing a lot about like nature themes and that sort of thing. But um, there's kind of like three sections of the album. Mm -hmm. And the first section is sort of kind of is kind of like nature related and also kind of about um, like me personally, like my personal like. A little bit like there's metaphors in it kind of about like my growing up and like that kind of um, that kind of stuff. And then the second section is kind of more relational. Mm -hmm. So like there's a couple songs in it um, that I like about me and my husband and like life together and friendships and that kind of thing. And then the last little section of the album is more about um, kind of relating to the world and like kind of almost like a call to to artists and people in the world of like, hey, you are seen, you know, your art is known and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So kind of those three little sections, but all kind of around that theme of slowing down, appreciating this kind of in-between mm-hmm. phase of life.
0: That's really cool. So um, compositionally, how big or small, sparse, full, mm. where are you hoping to take it? Is it gonna go multiple places or do you think it's gonna kind of be? pretty consistent in terms of
1: production wise mm-hmm. um my music I think lends itself to a more sparse production yeah. but I haven't ever really done a, a project with anything with a lot of layers to it and I'm really trying to explore that mm-hmm. um so there's a couple parts that I've written some string parts for mm-hmm. and I am have a friend of mine that's going to play violin on and um, I want to layer in some you know percussion and some more um you know harmonies and background vocals and just kind of those those different elements, I think it's still going to be production-wise as far as, you know, all albums go pretty sparse. But for sure. me, it's going to be a lot more produced than I've done in the past.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And one of the big things that I was talking with Nathaniel about is the challenge of, of creating something that is full, but is still in that sparse mm-hmm. place because everything has to be more intentional, right? Yeah. Like you need to have, if you're going to write that violin line, like it's not going to just disappear in this big band sound. So like you mm-hmm. really want it to complement what the guitar is doing. And totally. I just like last week, I think it was, I was working on composing and like producing a track for a client and it was similar. It's, it's a shorter track. It's the intro for his album. And the first half of it, is just um, the acoustic guitar and him singing. And there's a point which would feel like a chorus um, where there's like a drop and I've got what sounds kind of like a, like a timpani drums that like hit and just a nice firm like piano chord on the down. And like, I built this orchestral sound. So I have like the cello and like the, the viola and double bass. Kind of going on and i was like in that moment trying to compose it like how can i make it so each part has this like to and mm. fro of you're feeling the movement of this and then you hear this so it isn't just noise because the yeah. goal isn't just noise it's to like tell a story and
1: totally bring
0: people in with that
1: totally yeah i think and i don't know if you have found this and kind of working on that type of music as well I think something that I've found in this process because production is not my strong suit but I it's something that I really want to learn on and I'm kind of using this first album to like really like mm-hmm. dig into that and get better at it
0: that's cool um
1: but something that I've found is like I'll I'll make a bunch of stuff that I'm going to layer on top of it. And then I listen to it. And then I just kind of slowly take them out one by one. And I'm like, yeah, it's better without it all. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you you get excited and start laying stuff. And sometimes it makes something really magical and you're excited about it. And sometimes it's just like, no, it's too much.
0: Yeah, for what it's worth. That's pretty common. Yeah. Let me throw all of these things out as my brain is thinking Jarble mm-hmm. of like, this would be cool. This would be cool. This would yeah. be cool. Here we go. And then you're like, all right, let's take that out. Hmm, let's take that out, let's mix and match, try these things or these things. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you come back to like, oh, we're not gonna use any of that. Yeah. But um uh, but there's a lot of other times where you're like, oh, this actually worked really well. Um like that same track that I, I produced, um, was one of the few times that I feel like as everything that I was writing, I was like, This works and we're gonna keep it. Because I think that whole track, we got everything produced and written and and recorded in like three hours, mm. which usually it's like a multi-day, multi-process thing where it's like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna sit and think on it, we're gonna try some other stuff, we're gonna sit and think on that, we're gonna show it to some people. And like halfway through, uh, uh, another friend of mine came into the studio and we're like, hey, what do you think about this play? And they're like, dude, that sounds dope.
1: Yeah, it's always really exciting when in a song or like a project, when you kind of get it in that zone and it's like, this works and this mm-hmm. works. and. Yes. And this and this, you know, it's kind of like that high of creating, you right. know, and then and it's always really rewarding, too. And you finish it and you show it to someone else and they're like, yeah, that is actually good. And you didn't just spiral mm-hmm. down a rabbit hole and are going right. crazy, you know,
0: because of the flip side, there is like nothing worse than like putting all your time into something. You're like, this is amazing. This is awesome. And you play it for someone and they're like. Hmm. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 it's yeah. amazing. And this is why it's amazing, but the fact that I'm explaining this to you means it's probably not going to stick, and that is just really sad.
1: Yeah, but it then it but then it, when you've revisited it, you're like, that was a good point. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes you're like, no, I still love it.
0: Sometimes, but yeah.
1: I feel like I've experienced that with, like, I am not a professional graphic designer by any means, but I do some graphic design in my work and have, mm-hmm. have for a while, and I find that kind of same thing with that, where it's like, I created this really cool thing and I'm going to show it to you. And you're like, that looks terrible. Or right. I don't like any of these elements, which is the whole thing, you know? And
0: it's, it's frustrating because you can come, and I think this is true in anything creative. Mm-hmm. You can come to a conclusion with something and a finished product that there's a lot of intentionality behind. And, and it's kind of almost cryptic, right? Like the, it's not just super low hanging fruit, super on the nose. But then you realize the fact that you have to explain it to everyone that sees it means that it's probably not going to actually land, which is just always such a bummer. Yeah. I think you can get away with it in songwriting because I think a lot of people listen to music not so much deeply processing the lyrics. And like, I've listened to albums, then gone back later and heard like the behind the scenes of like where it was coming from. And I was like, that's really cool. Or even I've listened to albums that The first couple times I listened to it, I didn't know what it was about, but I've listened to it so many times now that I'm like, oh yeah, there's this theme this whole way, I get it, this is awesome. Um, But I think in general with creative work, the deeper you get into something, the more likely you're gonna reach a point where people are like, I don't like that, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's something I found with like songwriting is sometimes I'll write like three songs that are kind of all saying the same thing Mm -hmm. and it's kind of just like, carving away at it each time just like a little bit more like what is the actual what am i saying like the first time it's like okay here's this Mm -hmm. you know block of marble and i kind of chipped away a little bit and then you get to phase two and it's like okay i'm gonna kind of going in a little bit deeper and then finally when you do it again and sometimes that's the editing process and sometimes it's like scrapping and Mm -hmm. redoing the whole thing again and again until it's like this is the gold this is what i wanted
0: yeah Do you start strictly with lyrics? Do you sometimes start Mm -hmm. with a melody? Do you, like, how does that, how do you typically work with that? For the
1: most part, I start with, like, music and lyrics kind of at the same time. I find that it flows for Mm -hmm. me that way. Yeah. Um, But sometimes I'll start with, like, a title or a concept and then kind of work from that.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. So when is this album coming out?
1: Hopefully... In November. That's the plan right now.
0: Okay. Um, so you've made some decent progress on it.
1: Yeah, somewhat. We're getting there. Getting there. Yeah.
0: Very fun. Very fun. What's yeah. the name of the album? Do you know yet?
1: Um, The working title right now is Unhurried.
0: Unhurried. I like that. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I'm excited to hear that.
1: Yeah. Excited to share it. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll get it out. So.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the past projects that you've worked on... So the EP that you did, Nathaniel did that, right?
1: He didn't do the EP. He did, um, I did a single a year later and he did that one.
0: Okay. Yeah. The EP, was that the live one that you did? That was
1: the live one. And I had a friend who, he's really great at um, engineering, but it was just like not the ideal environment in Mm -hmm. my dorm room, you know? So it was just kind of like a raw, really raw thing that, um, honestly, like looking back is meaningful to me that it was so raw because it was kind of like, me taking that first step. And a lot of the songs were kind of about that of like, Hey, I'm just, I am timid and I'm like, what, what could this look like for me to create? And so Mm -hmm. I think it being really raw, you know, it's not the best production quality, you know, it's, but I think that it's meaningful to me, even if it's not to anyone else. Sure.
0: Well, and this may be a controversial opinion, but I mean, I think that's why indie music is so big. Um, a lot of times over pop music is Mm -hmm. is pop really leans into the the perfectionism of everything, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything is in time, everything's locked in. And in the world of like indie music, there's a lot more of this imperfection in the name of the artistry Mm -hmm. that happens. And I respect that a lot. I I enjoy that. And I think a lot of creatives appreciate that as well. So yeah, I think high production isn't necessarily better production. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It can
1: certainly vary based on genre and person and song.
0: Right, yeah. So, thinking forward yeah. with the future, dreams, hopes, plans, what are they?
1: Hmm. I would love to just be able to continue to write music and share it and have the... Um. I think sometimes it's like I get really, like, artsy thinking about making music and all this stuff. But there is also like a practical element of like having the financial ability to record and having the, you know, that kind of space to, um, to create. And so I would love to have, you know, my life be able to create a, have a little more space to, to do that, Mm -hmm. um, both like time-wise and financially. And like, so whatever that looks like, like I'm, I'm open to it still being kind of a side, you know, bi-vocational thing like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, or maybe someday a full-time thing. I think that would be really cool too. Um, but either way, I just hope that I can continue creating, yeah. continue writing, mm-hmm. um, because I know I always will, no matter if anyone hears it.
0: Right. Yeah, creative people can't help but create. Yeah. That's super special. I, I've enjoyed this podcast for the reason, for the same reason, but also just this business in general, like getting to meet more people, creative people. Yeah. And even think forward about like what is working together look like and what is like mm-hmm. collabing and getting ideas and having just a wider circle of people that have different perspectives. Totally. Is uh is exciting to me. I enjoy that.
1: Yeah. It's exciting to to meet people and to get to know people who there's so many people creating cool things and making art and making music that they might, you know, like might not have a name, mm-hmm. but are doing super cool things and are really interesting, exciting people to get to know and learn and um, collaborate. So I totally agree. It's it's exciting to, yeah. to have that community. You,
0: yeah, for sure. Do you have? Do you play at any like small coffee shops or shows or things like that? Do you have you done much of that?
1: Prior to the pandemic, I was doing several shows and I was doing a lot of like open mic nights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, since the pandemic, I. Kind of spent a lot of pandemic-like songwriting, and then now I'm doing a lot of recording. Mm-hmm. So I've hit, like hit up a couple open mic nights this summer, but I haven't done a lot of performing. But I like hope to. That makes sense. I hope to get back to that.
0: If there was a a world where you didn't have to be bivocational and like mm-hmm. this this creative side of you could be like your full time thing, yeah, um, would would that be something you'd even want?
1: I think I would. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Um, I I don't know what it would necessarily look like for me because I I love performing, but I love songwriting the most, and I could totally see myself doing more songwriting and even songwriting for like um, a publishing company and not for all my own stuff and yeah. having other people do songs. So I don't know. I think that um, I don't know if the forever touring life is something that I would want and Mm -hmm. you know when you're a singer-songwriter and that's your full-time thing touring is such a big part of that right so I don't know I would I would like to experience doing some touring but I don't know if I want I would want to commit to like this is my this is my gig forever
0: yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah well this has been a fun conversation yeah if people wanted to listen to your music Mm -hmm. what how could they find it
1: yeah so um, my website is fromjuliemarie.com, okay. and all of my social media stuff is at fromjuliemarie. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, probably the easiest way to find my music is going through my website to, to get those links, but I also love connecting with people on social media and share music on there as well.
0: So. Cool. Do you have, you have stuff just on like Spotify and stuff Correct. as well? yeah. So people can add you to the playlists? Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited to hear that album. Yeah. um, And just see what other things in the future hold. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, having the conversation, checking out the studio. Yeah.
1: Such a great space. And thanks for inviting me on the show. Yeah. It's great.
0: Absolutely. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you.